0: Ladies and gentlemen, good evening.
1: Hi, I'm Mark Williams, and this is 365 Days of Sport. 365
0: Days of Sport. Yes, thanks, Mark Williams. Yes, it's another edition of officially what is the greatest sports radio show on the planet. 365 Days of Sport. You're listening to me, Kieran Beefy. Blake, the world's biggest sports fan, officially the world's biggest sports fan, and right in front of me, probably the world's second biggest sports fan in the world, all the way from Auckland. I support three whole teams, three whole teams, yeah,
2: yeah, all at once. How are you, Bv? Feeling the shackles of winter starting to grab you? Is it coming in? Yeah,
0: you know, good, you love don't
2: it. Even you love it? Well, I love it. I like it round now. It's all right. It's May. It is May, uh, mid June. I don't really like it very much. Generally speaking,
0: well, you don't like the cold.
2: mid June through to mid August, just too cold. No, Bleak. It's great. It's fantastic it's... weather.
0: Uh, you talk about star of May. Happy birthday, Sham, By the way, uh, ten today. Crikey! Absolute fantastic. Ten. Ten.
2: Jesus, that's uh, that's flown by. That's it is flown beef- by.
0: Beefy's daughter. Yep. She's. Uh, I think I met her when she was five, probably. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Shows the uh, lasting effects of our relationship, Rob. Yeah. There it goes. <laughs> Not. That there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Any news, Rob? What you been doing? I'm. Um, I've. I've just been floating about,
2: really. Oh, really? I've been actually a bit of head down bit since this, well, that. well, last week was a bit crazy. I had yeah. shows on. I had recording on. So I got to the weekend. I just kind of wanted to just chill out a bit. You know. Fair enough. Um. Still got quite pissed. Oh, Actually, well. Sunday was fantastic. Really? Yeah. Sunday, I got, I got back home. Sunday, I spent the whole most of the week out. It felt like, and then finally, you know, sometimes during the week, you know, it's been hectic, crazy, but you know, there's like a finish line. Yeah. When that day comes, and what's even better is when your own football team is playing, and you can watch the football on the Sunday. I can pick up six bears and a bowl of red, maybe even a few greyhounds going around, and I can <laughs> put a bet on and watch the football, and just get drunk, and oh, just all by myself.
0: Just by yourself. I
2: love it. The life or, of Rob Brides <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's you know Sometimes it's just I can't think of anything better to do that I would just love to be on the couch right now drinking, drinking watching. Drinking beers, red wine, watch,
0: watching the dogs. Yeah,
2: that's after an entire six days of solid work, putting a lot of effort in. I mean, I'm training for a boxing fight, for God's sake. <laughs> that's in November. There's no mucking you know, about. People. It's
0: reward day. It is reward day. Mm. i got second that. I, uh, I went to Sydney for the uh, Sydney versus Melbourne victory game. Missed the so, first 10 minutes because my flight was delayed. I was on the same flight as Ian Thorpe. Did you fly up to see him? Yeah. Jesus. You great. really are mad. It's a great night. Just you, So you didn't have to go up there. You went there just to watch the game? Near enough, yeah. That's nuts. No, it was good. Is it an important game? It was a semi-final. Did they win? Yes, they did. Final, I'm not going to the grand final though. I'll go to the semi final. Is it down here or is it no, up there? No, it's in
2: Newcastle. Why is it. Is it oh, do they win. Newcastle they, won, the right the top, to won the right to
0: host the uh, final.
2: Yeah. Because they're the best team. Second best team. Second best team. The best
0: team lost to Newcastle. They knocked out. Melbourne. Oh, right, okay. Yes. So you going to that or. No. No, no. You uh, what you just said. I was got something, other something. things to do on a Saturday night than go and watch football in Newcastle. All right. Thank you to Masita, by the way. Talking of football, soccer, that is uh, the best football-based sportswear company in Australia by a long, long way. Certainly. Thanks for keeping on keeping on board with us. Uh, fantastic company, great quality, great prices, and they will give you sponsorship from people like TCL, Samsung, Make It Mine Finance, Hewlett Packard. Those are their community partners. 300 Mesita or Mesita.com.au. Tell them Beefy and Rob sent you! Oh, all those brands, they must have plenty of money to hand Loads out. Loads of money. Yeah, good. Loads of good, money. Good, good. good. Uh, Mark Williams introduced us tonight, and as, uh, we, we did a load of snooker news last night. Mark Williams is still in the World Snooker Championships. Good on him. So's John Higgins. Uh, yeah. Friends of the show, they are. Yeah. Unfortunately, Ronald no. Sullivan lost. You can we ask? Well. He lost to Ali Carter, but in the in mid match, got accused of shoulder barging his opponent. <laughs> he gave him a good little shove. Did give he give him a bit of a shove? Yeah. Come Apparently on. he was calling Ali Carter Mr. Angry. That's for you, Mr. Angry. Oh, was well, he just kidding around or something? Well, allegedly not. No? He just dropped the shine on him for a bit of a laugh, just to kind of wind him up. Okay. Didn't work. You lost
2: 13-9. But it's probably un- unprecedented that there's been a sort of physical fight. Instead, uh, you know, I, I do a...
0: remember one years ago there was a bit of a um, set two. But how uh, can there be a dispute
2: remember... over... I mean, the rules are pretty oh, clear. Oh, it's
0: about space. Spatial awareness and, you know, squeezing in your personal space and getting out the way. Right.
2: So, like, as he's going to take a shot, he does a bit of a lean on the table. I think it was so more
0: when he was going back to his seats because in the early rounds, in a the, strategic cough, one of those type yeah. things. Yeah, you actually sit next to each other mm. when you're waiting. So, That's in between right. frames and things, yeah. so um, he Came was a bit of a nudge. Somebody was in the way of each other's chair, and he just dropped just a nudge. I don't think it was much in it, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Um, Welsh news, good. This is the headline. Pub warned after DJ played Peppa Pig theme tune when police officers walked in. Oh, oh that's cheeky. cheeky. I wouldn't know the theme tune. The no, uh, no, I wouldn't. No. Uh, the licensee of Clooney's Bar in Llandudno has been handed a warning by Conway Council following the incident. And on top of that, how's this Peppa Pig news. Peppa Pig episode telling kids that spiders can't hurt you. Has been banned in Australia. Gee, what? ha 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 just
2: just repeat that for me one.
0: Pepper second. pig episode Yeah, telling kids that spiders can't hurt you has been banned in Australia. Oh, okay. Just so a little bit
2: I think kids will go out there just trying
0: just to make friends with spiders. Well I have
2: to be honest, I found if you stand on them they don't they don't make friends with much of a fight. I don't get arachnophobia. Don't you? This happened not long ago actually. Really? I was in the car, new new friends, people I didn't know. New friends. Got got in the car and one of the ladies saw a spider on the windscreen. Yeah, outside. And out, uh, outside, but at a glance, didn't know either way. Right. Okay. Screamed the most phenomenal death scream you ever heard. Whoa. I, I, freaked, I thought she'd looked in the rearview mirror and seen a person get decapitated by an axe murderer. <laughs> it was that much of a scream. <laughs> right. I couldn't know what the hell was going on, and then the other people in the car had come across this before. Right. And went out and just promptly knocked off the spider, sort of thing. Right. And apparently, um, she, she. This is regular. Ooh. If she sees a spider in her house, she has to get out of the house and can't go back in until
0: it's it, crazy. Someone's come and got crazy idiot. stuff. Because, fair credit, spiders in Australia can kill you. They got some venom. Yeah. So I'm not surprised Pepper Pig, the episode, they're not going to show in Australia mm. because obviously you don't want kids yeah. trying to stroke a redback or a black widow or sure. a funnel web. You yeah. don't want that yeah. happening. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. But I kind of agree with you. You can squash them quite easily. I think a kid would not. I mean,. Are you gonna let like a three-year-old kid out,
2: crawl in the bush, and that? You know, a five and six-year-old. Yeah, they're gonna be able to distinguish a puppet spider to a real spider. I I reckon I knew the difference when I was a kid. If it was because okay. I know that spiders aren't actually giant puppets that are on TV yep. or in a cartoon. Very different. So, like, if I watch Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. where the final of Return of the King and Shalob comes out, the giant spider yeah. is a giant spider. <laughs> I know that real spiders are much smaller than that one. Like the end of Stephen and King's It. that one's also, is actually quite ferocious. He's got a big stinging. Well, the bit. one in Stephen King's It is right. like as big as a house. Yeah. At the end. I've seen So I just, I just didn't give the kids a bit of credit. You know, you don't need to ban it. Yeah. What's the viewing age for Peppa Pig? Oh, huge. Oh, viewing age? Yeah. Oh, between three and seven. Okay. Probably. So three... Yeah, for three or four-year-old, maybe. But once you're five... Oh, that's it. You know
0: a real spider from a puppet spider. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. Um... You said about uh, people being scared of things. Mice. I can't get why people are scared of mice. Yeah. They're only yeah. little. They
2: don't do it's, much. I think it's just, a, you know, um, they're not, yeah, not going to do much. No. I, I think I'd get a bit of a shock if I was lying in bed and one started calling over my neck or something. I'd get a bit of a, oh, what's yep. going on? And I'd probably grab it to throw it against the wall. In <laughs> and, and, and panic. But if I had, oh, a, had, right. a, mo- had a moment, yeah. I'd go, oh, it's just a little mouse. Yeah. We can coexist.
0: Most people can. Mm. Although um, I did notice, apparently in London this week or somewhere, they found a... 16-pound rat. Okay, it's a big lad. Yeah, he was a big yeah. boy, yeah. Are apparently, any... apparently very good eating. Rats,
2: well, um, in Demolition Man. <laughs> uh, Film-based show yeah, tonight, people? Yeah, there's no more beef. And oh. so, they only eat fake food. Oh. So the, if you want an old-school hamburger, it's made of rats. Cool. Yeah, and there's the underground people that live in the sewer.
0: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah. Um, no, that's another thing. Yep. Yeah, um, the, by the way, talking about uh, rats of the sea. Oh, right. It's World Tuna Day today rats why are they rats i don't know i, don't I just started to throw it's it a good simile yeah did he best uh World tuna day today it commemorates this fantastic wild species that provide our families with good health and, of course, delicious tastes. Is this a sports fishing moment? Well, yeah, tuna is good fishing. Yeah. Um just says, let's celebrate this day and enjoy tuna forever.
2: I don't mind tuna. Could I, well, we talked about this the other day. You had a toast on, on uh, yes, with mayonnaise
0: and you didn't like it very no. much. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not supposed to eat oily fish, I'll be honest with you. Okay, it's that's it. Should have kept this for facts of life, shouldn't I, really? Sure. Been the world tuna-tossing championships, haven't we? A fe- yeah, we had to do that. Yes. A
2: friend of mine caught some massive one. It was like pound or something well that's big it was a whopper and they grabbed it this is a gray mouth off the west yep. coast of new zealand apparently very deep waters good for getting big fish right and they grabbed it and they drove across to christchurch from gray mouth four hours across yep. the south island went to a japanese restaurant they went to the chef and said look mate you can have this all yours uh you but just you serve us up a meal tonight we'll have whatever we want to eat and drink and do your deal yeah. And that thing's worth like fifty grand or something. Really? Yeah, apparently. Sheesh. Yeah, so and he said no. No, he took it all oh, right. Did he? He said yeah, go, on, on go for it. Yeah,
0: boy, go for it. Actually, sad news coming out in New Zealand today. The last Video Easy stores in New Zealand oh, are all wow. about to close. Video Easy, Video Easy. Well, they that here as well in Australia. Well, Video it's an Australian easy. company, Video Easy. Yeah. easy.
2: Um, Canberra so, Raiders are sponsored by Video Easy. <laughs> were they?
0: Yeah. Numbers have dropped significantly of Video easy. They went from uh, at their peak 135 stores across New Zealand. Just six remain. Right But this is the final week Wow It's going to be all over And it's all DVDs now No videos I've Well seen. it says They've battled to survive In the face of Online streaming And illegal downloading I think they've survived A lot longer than I would have thought They, Yeah would. that's very true Yeah Because there's very very few Especially around Melbourne
2: Yeah DVD store. Oh, if you want to rent it now, it's like uh, uh, you press a button from a machine and it just pops out.
0: Oh, that's true. That's the only ones around, isn't it? So Blockbuster and uh, Civic Video, that was the other one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. All gone. Gosh. So, So, yeah.
2: Progressive times. Unbelievable.
0: It's, I mean, like, it could be some retro old
2: school one might hang around or something like that. Yeah, well, there's always those niche ones. There's always a lot of uh, Indian ones Mm. kicking around where you get your Bollywood films. Sure. It's but, funny, I remember those rugby league advertising things on the front of there. It's like when I got my Canary, Canary Bankstown jersey when I was about uh, oh, 10. 10, yeah. Do you know who the sponsor was? Oh, don't know. Household Finance.
0: Household Finance. Yeah,
2: yeah. And then they came up after that with some big fancy one. No one knew who it was called
0: Hyundai. Oh, yeah. Almost unknown at that point. I think point. that was the Jonathan Davis
2: year, 1995. That, that could well have been. Yeah, around there. Yeah. yeah. Daryl Halligan floating around Probably, too. Probably, yeah. yeah. Um, All right. We're getting, off, we're getting
0: off track here? We're not really. No. Cheers! Welsh Commonwealth Games medalist puts shock success down to Diet of Guinness. Wow! I knew this would tickle you. Yeah! Yeah! It's, it's coming
2: into season, Guinness. I,
0: I, almost, <laughs> I almost got it last week.
2: Almost. So um, that, uh, I'm just worried. I think it does make me get a bit rotund, though. So oh, I've yeah. had lots of comments on my shape of late, so they're looking
0: good. Oh, wow. So uh, Me too, by the uh, way. Oh, oh hashtag, good. hashtag me A-K-A-D-O-E. too. Okay, uh, We'll We'll get to that later. Uh, Lewis Oliva has playfully thanked the Conway Pub in Cardiff for supplying him with a diet of Guinness after giving Wales a shock silver medal at the Commonwealth Games. The 25-year-old trainee doctor peddled to second place in cycling star-studded men's Kieran on the Gold Coast very good Aliever uh, quit being a full-time athlete with the Great Britain team after seven years but has since got faster how does that, is that wow. work you quit being a full-time athlete get on the Guinness I'm quicker now balance I mean how many times do I need to pre- preach life balance <laughs> that's it I literally can't believe it everything in the last two years has been building up to this and to beat those guys in the final was brilliant said the 25 year old <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you can do a Welsh accent I can get, I can get away with a Welsh accent Yeah <laughs> Especially after last night With the stereophonics Yeah uh, Good night by the way Stereophonics were fantastic Yeah I, I actually
2: As I said, I said Oh Beep's going to stereophonics and I thought Actually I would have quite liked To go like, to stereophonics yeah. Honestly
0: got to a lot of gigs As you well know Rob And uh, mm. the last 40 minutes Was anything as good As I've seen For the last yeah. couple of years They yeah. do Thousand Trees Oh, they did that uh, song three, that was? Yeah, I love that song. Anyway, uh, okay, we'll move on to back to Sydney. Australian scrum half Nick Phipps apologises for urinating on a bar whilst dressed as a cow oh. on a Sydney stag do.
2: I think it softens it if you're dressed as a cow. Yeah. It's not like, uh, you know, he's getting the spirit of things. He could have been in character
0: well oh, he probably was Phipps mm. has been given a dressing down from Rugby Australia it says he expects to receive a sanction by the Waratahs for being a bloody how idiot did, TDC, wait on
2: though wait on how does this get in the media it's a very good question someone has to report it and know who he is somehow yeah want some money and offer say I'll give you this to give me that
0: well, he probably got turfed out the bar. Yeah, you're right. Somebody somebody told the yeah, press. Yeah, but
2: yeah, someone has to tell the press. He's, he hasn't got paparazzi following him dressed up like no, a cow. No, because
0: uh, not many people know who... <laughs> not not when you're dressed as a yeah. cow. Plus, I don't even know who he is. Nick he's, Fitz, is the Australian half. Wallabies. Well, he's a wallaby, man. Okay, well, Fitz yeah. was kicked out of the Wallara Hotel a day after he played in the New South Wales Waratahs. 29-0 defeat by the Lions in their Super Rugby match recently. That's a hiding. I'm a goose, mate. If I'm going to do the crime... I'll pay the time, the 29-year-old told reporters in Sydney on Tuesday. It's always been in my character to stand up and accept the responsibility. I was a bloody idiot. Mm. That's what he said in that accent. Okay, good. Uh, I don't know dressed as a cow, like, I, I'm assuming was it's was like it, uh, a onesie.
2: Well, yeah, that's what I was How thinking. Was it? Was, is there some sort of event doesn't go into that, what he was up to? No, that's it. Um, I don't know how he... But he's on the bar. Sometimes and people just, had just had like win. playing, playing dress-up. I mean, I had a former drummer who well, dressed up as a cat sometimes. I
0: think it was his, his stag-do. <laughs> mm.
2: Oh, his own one? Yeah. Yeah, I know someone else who did the exact same thing on his stag-do. Really? I won't really? mention his name here. Nice. Because he's probably going to listen. In fact, I think he's I'm probably sure he listening will. right now.
0: Okay, and a vaguely related friend of the show minute, uh, Daniel Ricardo News. Yep. Formula One trademarked the Shoei to claim rights to Ricardo's famous podium celebration. So they've jumped in on this. They want to own the Shoei. Formula One licensing has been granted a trademark registration to the word Shoei, even though it originated in Australia some 15 years ago, by a surfing and fishing brand. The owners of Formula One have performed a daring manoeuvre, Formula One style, which has handed them the rights to the word Shoei, the podium Mm -hmm. celebration of drinking champagne from a shoe. Yeah. See
2: my mate uh, Tony at work loves this Formula One Does he? and he's got a couple of Red Bull little shoes. Oh yeah. And um it's got it's built for I think it's actually a beer a stubby holder. Oh.
0: But uh so can
2: double up as if you need it to be. The uh I don't I can't I just can't say that word. I don't like using that word. Really, okay.
0: Yeah. Um the shoey has been popular celebration in Australia for around fifteen years thanks to surfing and fishing brand, the Mad Hueys. Whoever the Mad Hueys are. Just you- rhymes with it. Oh yeah. Mm. Ah, I'm right, got you. Dean and Sean Harrington, known as the face of this brand, have been quoted saying they drunk shoeies as early as 2002. Formula One won't, however, be able to stop the stars of rival sports from celebrating in this way, but it could put the brakes on them selling glasses, bottles, and statues. And statues carrying the word. Red Bull Racing itself, Rob, like you just said, even tweeted a link for fans to make their own cardboard shoeies to drink Mm. from on New Year's Eve. If it ever tried to sell it in future, it might need Formula One's consent, or it could run the risk of getting the red light. Do you know what
2: they'd call um, Lewis Hamilton if he did one? No, Shoey Lewis,
0: Shoey Lewis, and the news. <laughs> nah, yeah. I love
2: it. Yeah, a bit slow off the mark. I be. I I've thought would a... be. I thought you'd be all over that. Yeah,
0: Shoey Louis. I was. I was going Shoo-y, that way. Shoey Louis, Louis Shoey, because he's Louis Hamilton, isn't he? Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, I know.
2: Shoey Shoey and Louis
0: and Shoey. <laughs> It's cricket season in England, Rob, because it's May. Of course. Cold weather rocks England's County Cricket Championship as Essex star Peter Siddle was forced to bowl in a woolly hat (laughs) in front of just five fans. (laughs) Uh, Cricket writer Alex Smith tweeted the incredible scenes on the South Coast during the clash between Hampshire Mm. and Essex at the Aegeus Bowl. Smith wrote, There are five people sitting out in the cold at the Aegeus Bowl. Peter Siddle is bowling in a woolly hat, and Riley Rousseau's bat has snapped in half. Oh,
1: gosh. It's I have
0: seen I've <laughs> seen the pictures you should see Hash- Hashim Anla. he's got a woolly hat on as well he's got about six jumpers and he looks cold he's not happy do you to do actually there. how cold it is was it is yeah, like it's three
2: degrees three, three or four degrees yeah oh, pitch would be hard but, uh, yeah nah I wouldn't be out there not, I've not played, for me uh,
0: I've played cup matches in uh, the Welsh Valleys in late April and it's been bloody cold you have to get the sheep off the pitch for a start right. and then uh, yeah it's been cold not quite spin bowlers conditions no they struggle with their hands yeah, yeah, yeah. tough yeah we used to have to put those little fishing warmers in your pockets. Okay, to keep your hands from. So, Siddle's a running into bowl with a hat on. He's actually bowling with a woolly hat on. That would be all right, actually. <laughs> it's quite funny. It's the first time I've ever seen that. What ground were they on? Sorry, uh, the Aegeus Bowl down at Hampshire, Southampton. Okay. Yeah, so it's quite cold. Wind coming off the I off the uh, very well to get five people there. Off the sand, yeah, five mm-hmm. people in uh, watching Candy Cricket. That's mm-hmm. about right, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Turkish soccer fan banned from stadium rents crane to see his team play live. Like it. Great ingenuity there. Nothing can stop the world's most dedicated sports fan, I thought it was me, from supporting his beloved team. Ali Demekaya, a soccer fan in Turkey, who was banned from the Denizli Atatürk Stadium for unspecified reasons, has taken the only reasonable course to watch the game. He rented a cherry picker. From high above, just beyond the stadium limits, the die had Denis Lisboa fan watched his team vanquish Gaziantepspor 5-0. He even led the crowd in a chant. Nicknamed Yamuk Ali or... Irregular Ali, Mm. not like chemical Ali from uh, the uh, Gulf War. Uh, He was suspended for a year, uh, but he just couldn't miss the game. So he decided to get on that crane quickly. The match was very important for our team, he explained. I had to go to the police station to sign a paper to show that I am not watching the match in the stadium. Mm. Then I went quickly. To rent the crane, very uh, very good. Yeah. So uh, could he could he drive
2: it himself, or was on the back of a truck? And I think, so. and I think he had a,
0: somebody was actually in the crane and lifting him up. You know. not
2: yeah, there's not a variety of licenses involved. And well, uh, I think he th- actually rented
0: a driver as well, rented and, and got the council uh, approval. I and don't all that think stuff. he did because that's how the police uh, God, came got, along came and made and, him come down okay. because uh, he didn't have uh, the kind of legal documentation. Papers. I thought the red it. tape, Rob. Red tape. Yeah, sure. I thought it might have
2: been like one of those. Imagine perhaps it might be a bit lackadaisical in that part of the world. Not
0: worry about sort of permits and stuff. I think he'd created a bit of a furore, sure, with his uh, attitude. Uh, uh, this must be a proper
2: high full full stadium, like
0: yeah, uh, there was about yeah. ten thousand there. Proper league match. Uh, was it televised? It must somewhere. <laughs> I think just, it probably was televised. Yeah, you couldn't just watch he it on TV. Couldn't just like, watch it on TV. It's football.
2: What's the score going to be? One nil or
0: something? Five nil. Just said they won five nil. Oh, his team won 5-0. Yeah. Oh, actually, the pictures action. I've seen, he's got a massive flag and he's waving. To it. And apparently yeah. the problem was the crowd would start to watch him instead of the game. Okay. Because he was uh, distracting everyone. <laughs> what about this one? Jilleru Ruan Sims stands down as a Dally M judge after voting on a game she didn't see. Oh. So Australian Rugby League star Ruan Sims has stood down as a Dally M judge after casting votes for a match she didn't attend due to playing in her own game at the same time across the other side of Sydney. Well, can't you watch it back on TV? Well, I'm going to go into that. An apologetic Sim said she would absolve herself from being further involved in the count for Australia's top National Rugby League honour. I understand that there is a requirement to watch matches live when judging for Dally M points. Uh, Sim's originally cast three points for Eels halfback Mitchell Moses, two points for Tim Manor. And one to Manny Hooker. Ape Curaçao. Despite Parramatta thumping the Sea Eagles 44-10. Statistics actually show that Curaçao missed nine tackles and made three errors in the game to complement his 45 tackles. So she said, uh, I respect the game, and importantly, I value the integrity of the game above all else. My mistake was an honest one. Really? Albeit a mistake I should not have made. So she says she values integrity, then admits voting without seeing the game. Where is the integrity there? Well, maybe she just asked someone who she thought was pretty good. I think she's looked at the stats more than anything else. Okay. Um, But obviously what is worse, that when she was actually challenged on it, she said she had watched the replay of the game on TV... Until it was pointed out to her that she had actually submitted her votes before the replay had actually been shown, oh, so she's got no bit integrity bit whatsoever. Oh, it's not so much
2: integrity; it's oh, just you take know,
0: piss, isn't it? it doesn't really give a monkeys. Rub your league, yeah, Rub your league. Nobody cares. Ends. It's just yeah. We talked about old me too. And stuff like this. So, uh, oh, this no. is from—is
2: sure? this where we want to go? Is this somewhere we want to go? Well, right we now? kind of because it's a pro-feminist show. This is where we're well, going. Well, we
0: are pro-feminist, but yeah. we're gonna this, we're gonna shame this man. Shame this man. Yep. Good Philadelphia. We're going to Hall of Famer Mike Schmidt. Make sexist joke on air before questioning the Me Too movement. What did he say? I'm well, I'm intrigued. I'm not even going to tell you because. Oh,
2: but it can't be repeated? You got the audio.
0: Now, I've got the grab. Right. I've used right. all my resources getting some stuff. Let's dissect this one. They say when you, when you do that, you're going to do it another time. If you pop the shoulder, it's
1: going to keep on popping out. And I guess if you don't do the dishes, it doesn't matter. You're just never going to do the dishes. I got a dishwasher at home myself. <laughs> You don't think he has one, Brandon? My wife. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, Donna. <laughs> no. Donna is not <laughs> no. going to be quite happy a, about that. Quite, quite actually. Oh, <laughs> That was bad, huh? Uh, actually, I do the dishes. At a uh, boy. Most of the time. Christine, our stage oh, manager, oh, not happy at about, that. That was, uh, about that. Something yeah, sounds fishy about that, too. Yeah, it does. Me too movement. Where does that fit in? One-two pitch. Ground ball towards shortstop Swanson. It's a second for one over the first. They're going to turn the double play. Well, I was
0: trying to be funny, and uh, <laughs> that's really not the case. So basically, he made a joke about his missus does the dishes. Uh, does, yeah, he said uh, he doesn't. Yeah, and geez. then he backtracked. Oh no, he said. So, 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 he
2: said, uh, do, "Do you have a dishwasher at home?" And he said, "Yeah, my wife." Yeah, basically. Okay.
0: He made, then he tried to uh, backtrack and said he does the dishes most nights. And then his co-host Tom McCarthy gave a very quick and a way too enthusiastic boy. <laughs> to Schmidt for so his the boys jumped
2: on board and that's when it all went pear-shaped yep. that's the, particularly the when it all goes wrong yeah. that reminds me of when Eddie Maguire did the joke about dunking uh, Caroline Wilson under oh, the water Yeah, yeah. If, just, if he just said that one thing and it quickly moved on no yeah. one would have really think, no. No, but because all the boys then jump on board it's going yeah, oh a good yeah. one they all have a go yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. boys club boys club and it's a disaster
0: every time add the me too well, where's my Me Too movement for him doing the dishes? Right. Every yeah, now and again. It's not very bright, is it? No, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. So I believe he's going to get sacked. Really? Apparently so. He's going to get stood oh, down. Apparently man. he's made some a few errors previously. Okay. There you go.
2: <laughs> yeah, How there you go. That? Don't, don't go near it.
0: Well, that's exactly right, Rob.
2: I'm, I'm interested to know more than anything. I'd like to know what his wife thinks. We if she, if she, was she was offended or not.
0: Yeah. We should look that up. Mm. <laughs> anyway, talking about Eddie Maguire. <laughs>
1: All not word of truth.
2: Rumour has it that One Nation Senator Pauline Hansen is black.
1: All lies, not a word of truth.
0: I think this is your way of trying to end this segment. <laughs> That's brilliant. Is it? Yeah. Just Wh- rumor. Who am I
2: making fun of there? We're making fun of Pauline Hanson.
0: The name of the segment, Rob. <laughs> yeah. AFL lies. Yeah,
2: yeah. Just sort of went. Not, <laughs> Not
0: Australian <laughs> politics lies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> AFL lies. I thought I just. Uh, I thought I'd just go somewhere else this week. Change <laughs> <turns> that way. <laughs> <laughs> who's someone who's easy to poke fun at? <laughs> Pauline Hanson. AFL lies, Rob. <laughs> AFL oh. lies. All right, we'll go back to it
0: next week. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway. Oh well. Seen as, as somebody needs uh, a lot of help by some professionals.
2: Bring
1: my friend, I said you called Doctor Roberts. Day or night, he'll be there any time at all. Doctor Roberts. Doctor Roberts.
2: Yes, it's this time of the week again. Dr. Roberts, that's up to the plate for motivation for... Motivation. Motivation for, well, sports-related motivation particularly. But you you can often adapt most of my ideas and thoughts to all walks of life. Now, as uh, you may not be aware, for those joining us for the first time, I am officially a doctor. Officially. Because uh, Patch Adams said that anyone who wants to help someone else is a doctor. So yep. I'm, I'm here to help. Yes, doctor. Makes me a doctor.
0: So what you got for us this week, Dr. This Robert? This week's
2: motivational slogan. Oh, yeah. Philosophical theory fusion idea. Right. Are you ready? I love it when two plans come together. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. I've always been ready. Never limit the limit. Ooh. Yeah? Right. Okay. You getting what I'm saying? Not yet. All right, we've got a song here, and this what is going to be song? the backdrop throughout this whole speech. It's going to come in and go. You're going to go up and down with me. Just start playing the song, and we're going to move and shake with it. You ready?
1: Yes! Ooh, here we go. Bit of aerobics.
2: you got to open it up. you got to open the living up, beef. You hear what I'm saying? Uh, okay. Open it right up. Expand your brain. Expand your mind. We're going to take acid. We're going to just break down barriers, break
1: down walls. It's Who's all coming together. Push to the limit. Walk along the races edge. But don't look down. Just keep on pushing till you finish. Right. Yes,
2: alright. Now you remember on Scarface, this is the montage scene. The and uh limit. open up the limit now, see? Okay. You gotta open it up. Anytime you hear the word limit in your life, open it up. My work, WilliamcNeil.co dot party limited. Oh yeah. Take off the limit. Right. Don't want the limit. And then it's just stop party. It's a party time. Just stop party. Boom, boom, boom. All coming. Why isn't that a new domain name? Stop party. Just get rid of it all. Yeah. Get the Open up the limit. Limited overs cricket? No. Unlimited overs cricket. It's a battle of endurance. Test match. Just go forever. Right. Never stops. Right. They can keep on going. Sales on for a limited time? No. Unlimited time. Rug shops. Oh, yeah. Are they pushing it to the limit? Rug shops? The rug shops are going to do it. Take all of them. You can have one of those um those variety stores. Yeah. $2 shops. They're all involved. Push right. it to the limit, man. Definitely. Welcome to
1: the limit. Welcome to the limit. The limit.
2: Welcome to it. Get involved. Get on board. It's all coming together here with the limit. Now, I'm even going to start. You know, look, let's put We're going to win it. We're going to win right, it, bro. man. Hey, you, you know what number unlimited limit is? No. Infinity limity. I'm number infinity. I'm gonna start a rock band with like heaps of full-blown like bully sick boys and oh, we're six. gonna be playing crappy covers and we're gonna call it Infinity Limits. Right? Yes. Welcome to it. Turn it up, just crank it for a bit, just turn it right up. Climb to the top of Mount Everest, and then you'll say, I've reached the top of the limit. No, take a stepladder up, you need to do another two feet. Dr. Robert is telling every one of you, listen loud and clear. If you want to go somewhere, you want to do something great, put this song on and never ever limit the limit.
0: Uh well, I'm going with that. That's You're fired
2: great. up? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That song has a huge effect on everything, on anything and everything. Oh, what's going on now?
1: Let me hear you say
2: yeah. Let me hear you say yeah, Rob. Ooh. This is Dr. Beef in the comeback. What? Yeah. Come back at me now. Dr. Beef you is invading this segment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't have, where's the lyrics i got no idea yet but oh. i just know
2: clearly my song had a lyrical theme and idea you it's coming, rob. on it's coming beats. rob you ready are you ready i oh, don't know i think dr love next door might be getting a bit pissed off are you ready for this in the studio no 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 what do you mean no very negative. She was like, yes, yes. No, no, oh, here no, we go. No, no, no. Okay. There's
0: no limit. Yes.
2: Now you're getting it. Boom. This is a raving, rock raven, Dr. Robin.
1: No, we'll no. reach for the sky. No running too deep. deep. No running too high. high. Oh, no, no, yes. The Great fusion from Dr. Dr. B. Do you love this? Yeah. Bam, 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 bam. So much energy!
0: I don't know which way to turn! Oh, wow, well, my. Do you know what the word. name of the band is though? Uh, um, no, I don't. Too Unlimited. Oh, Jesus. Doing no limits. There's no limit. I think the uh,
2: listeners have getting the message loud and clear. If you're not paying attention to this, people. I don't know where your where your head's at, what you're doing, ain't? but uh, the secret to life do not limit the limit. As two no unlimited limit. said, whoever invented the word limit is a negative person. The white rhino might disappear, no might disagree.
1: No, no With pride,
2: so we played the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be it was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Listen to the song, that's yeah, clear clear, Mom, because the words don't fit and
1: the song is shit. You're a talentless You suck. Well, oh.
0: seamless, uh, seamless transition. Kind of... <laughs> Well, as soon as I invaded your segment then, I was well, reacting.
2: Uh, wait, but this could almost be the third worst song in the world in the show. Well, I was going to say, a yeah. Of but I promised this guy
0: there. I'd squeeze him into our show this week. Okay. Right. He's been pleading for some time. You, well, no, he you say
2: met him, him at the Super at Bowl? Super Bowl okay. yeah.
0: But outside the Super Bowl, actually. He was an English guy that uh, had just done, he'd spent the whole NFL season going to every single ground okay. to see every team he could. Right. He even went to the Pro Bowl. Couldn't afford a ticket to ticket the Super Bowl, so we stood outside and chatted and did stuff. Anyway, he's an English guy. He's written a book, actually, about that whole thing called the mm. wrong shaped balls tour so get on the uh, amazon or wherever you buy books online yep. i think it's amazon yep wrong dennis Moss is called the wrong shaped balls Tour. It's a fantastic read but he's a bit of a muso he does weird stuff he's actually going to the uh football world cup in russia he was telling me today about the tour he's gonna do he's gonna do another adventure basically anyway he's written the unofficial england world cup song
2: Right, this we talk about intriguing. we talk uh, about if,
0: football songs all the time, FA Cup songs. I don't know if and, you've mentioned this, but not played it on the show. Might it's, have done. It's unofficial. It's unofficial, so it's not actually endorsed by the England team. But so. is it getting
2: some traction? With the masses.
0: I have no idea. It's called right. Football Fever, I think. Uh, it's the Russia World Cup England unofficial song. And he who wrote the song... Has performed has, it. And has given it to you for worst song in the world. I don't think he realises what the segment is. Right. Even though... Because we're going to slag it off. <laughs> Potentially. But I'm just going to we'll illustrate. We'll see how it goes. Get on YouTube. Get on um, Dennis Moss's Facebook thing. We'll he's see how called, heartfelt it is. He's actually called in this song... Diamond Geezer. Diamond Geezer. Diamond Geezer, because he's a London, eh? Sports Arsenal. Okay. You know, he's a bit of a cockney. Right. So, uh, this is, you can tell he is a bit of a cockney because of this song. So, this is the uh, Football Fever by Diamond Geezer. Mm
2: hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Bit techno as well.
1: Bit of blur. Back in the days when I was a lad. I'm going football because of me dad. You remember Saint and Looking back now, it's incredibly cheesy. Off to the park to the game with the boys, watching the match, making some noise, having a laugh, screaming a cheer. On the edge, son that calls for a beer. We go off to the game. So do damn, what a terrible shame. I've had enough of this. Go for the exit. Only get better, yeah they did. Brexit. What a result. A last minute score. Never expected i have taken the draw. This green and pleasant land is sacred. All thanks to one man. David. What was it? Of your dreams just make sure you don't get grabbed by the ruble you know what i mean
0: Russian stuff on the end there so how well do you know this guy oh I know him uh, like I said I met him at the Super Bowl yeah that's Um, that's about it yeah we chat on Facebook and stuff and talk about bits and pieces is he
2: seriously wanting this to be like the song that they chant in the crowd sort of thing is that what he's going for Uh, because the rap parts that no one's going to really want to get involved with that no no Oh, um, everyone's
0: got the football fever. He shoots. He scores. That type of stuff. Yeah, I don't know about that. No. I think oh. it's more aimed at a bit of montage stuff more than anything else.
2: Um, you know how, like, because you're saying he's a bit of a geezer or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like East Londoner. You know when a certain culture or a way of being has become what used to be just only known to those people in that area but then it gets discovered by the rest of the world right. and the rest of the world sort of leaps onto it and thinks oh this is actually really cool and then all of a sudden the people who are from that area are aware that they're now uh, a oh. part of the world yeah, yeah and they play up in it
0: right i don't like that don't you that's what he's doing really yeah okay well the cockney's becoming cool
2: well, it's from Lock, Stock and Two Spoken Barrels. That made it global that that way. That made it all trendy, cool, yeah. and the way that he cuts his films here, What's the guy's name? Guy? Something? Guy Ritchie, yeah. Guy Ritchie, yeah.
0: Film stuff, Rob. I know it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: And uh, he's, it's like the Irish do the same thing. Yeah. You know how they, they play on their accent and everyone goes, yeah. they're seemingly more friendly because yeah. of the way they talk, but you have to actually listen to what they say. Sometimes they're actually saying something stupid.
0: Oh, that's regular. <laughs> That's regular. Don't worry about that. But on the whole, I don't know. It's just another football song, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's not even a football song. It's just two bad jokes in yeah. it as well. But anyway, good on him. He's, he's, oh, he's,
2: he you know, He'll be proud that he's part of Worst Song in the World. Production know?
0: value. Yeah. All right. He's done it all himself, apparently. So that's... Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. He's done all right. Can't yeah. fault that. He's done all there. right. You know, we've all got our own little um, mixer and our laptop. We do. Days, so if,
0: um, if you want a copy of that, Diamond Geezer. It's called Football Favour. It's the unofficial England World Cup song for Russia 2018.
2: Yeah. It's, it's a very fine balance in terms of how much of a piss take is it or yeah. how much you're actually really trying to get the crowd involved. What? Well, yeah. It's, like, it's, it's, it's a fine line. There's two
0: bad jokes in there so it denigrates it for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Grabbed him by the rubles and... Uh, the rubles, terrible. And then, uh, who's Brexit? And then, oh, the, you know left what I mean, for, I think. Left back for Spartak like Moscow. That's just rubbish. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we've got more football stuff anyway, haven't we, in this?
1: Greatest
2: sporting benders, yeah! I'm just the dream, man. Greatest sporting benders. We have it is a football uh, feature, really, isn't it? It is this whole sort of segment. We have a lad here
0: named Robin Friday, the greatest player you never saw. I
2: have not, not heard of him. Not necessarily. That's a great measure of anything. <laughs> no. A football maverick who enjoyed a whirlwind of women and wives, drank heavily, and had a bust-up with Mark Lawrenson. Oh, Laro. Who's he? Laro. Used to play for Liverpool. Okay. All right. Robin Friday was and remains the very definition of a football maverick. On the pitch as a striker for Reading and later Cardiff City. I got over to you a lot, did he? Well, I'm supporting Newport, but... Right, yeah, but it's the Wales. He played in Wales, yeah. Uh, He proved to be a bewildering... An unforgettable mix of untamed aggression coupled with sublime skill. Gosh, that's quite a description, isn't it? Off the pitch, his life was a whirlwind of women and wives, heavy drinking and drug taking, and innumerable brushes with the law. Gosh, there's not a lot of
0: this is the ultimate sport in Bender.
2: And while it ended up, ended prematurely, Robin Friday left his mark in a way that few, few players have since. Well, first of all, he didn't respect reputations. When he signed for Reading in 1974, Friday turned up at his first training session and set about injuring as many of the first team players as he could. (laughs) Or at least it seemed that way. Indeed, Friday would often be taken out of training because of his full-blooded style of play and the constant risk he posed to his teammates. But Friday was unrepentant, on the pitch, is what sort of accent is this going to be? What sort of? I don't know uh, where he's from. You don't know where he's from. Oh, so he's probably like he's a proper Englishman. Yeah. On the pitch, I hate all opponents. He's probably a Cockney. <laughs> he said, "I don't give a damn about anyone." People think I'm I'm mad. I'm a lunatic. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. There he <laughs> is. Point number two: He had a massive run-in with Mark Lawrence. These days we all know Lauro for being a TV pundit, capable of sucking the joy out of any football match. <laughs> there was a time when he was a hell of a defender. In October 1977, Lawrenceon was tasked with marking Friday as Cardiff travelled to a, to Brighton. It was a fiery affair and Friday soon saw red for kicking Lauro in the face. You can't do that. No. He can't do that. Infuriated, Friday left the ground as the match continued, but not before he had broken into the home dressing room and left uh, a little present in Lauren's kit bag. <laughs> it wasn't the first time he'd done it after being substituted in, in a 4-0 defeat away to Mansfield in uh, 1976. He had also left a deposit in the opposition's bath. <laughs> this is fantastic. I actually haven't even, I haven't even read this. Three, he was always getting into scraps. It actually says scrapes. Shouldn't, shouldn't be an E on
0: the end of that. No, it could be scrapes. Could be scrapes. Scrapes of the law.
2: Yeah, that'll be what it is. Yeah. When he was playing for non-league Hayes, Friday continued to work as an asphalter during the day, but it nearly cost him his life. In the summer of 1972, he fell from a scaffolding straight onto a long metal spike that not only went through his buttock, oh, but pierced his stomach and almost went into his lung. Whoa. What? He would be out of football for three months. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's all. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays. Yeah, that's it, all over, is it? That's ridiculous. Uh He was always box office, it says next to the next point about him. When he got married for the second time in August 1976, Friday had become something of a celebrity in the Reading area and Southern Television was sent to cover the nuptials. Highlight of the day was Friday celebrating by rolling a joint on the steps of the <laughs> church in Reading. He didn't play by anybody's rules. When he signed for Carter for 1977 for £28,000, Friday took the train from London to sign his contract, but did so without a ticket. It's good effort. When he arrived in, at Cardiff Central Station, he was arrested by the British Transport <laughs> Police and then he had to be bailed by his new manager, Jimmy Andrews. And so the scene was set for another eventful chapter into Friday's rollercoaster career. Uh, he could play whatever state he was in as the next point. That's that's what we want here at Greater Sporting Benders, those who push through. Friday spent the night before his Cardiff debut against Fulham drinking heavily, obviously. But the following day, he ran the cottages defence ragged scoring two goals as as the Bluebirds won 3-0 what made the performance notable was not that he was still half cut but that he was being marked by none other than Bobby Moore pretty good was he yeah one of the best legend even has it that Friday introduced himself to Moore by grabbing England's World Cup winning skipper by his testicles nice good, good on him Makes a change from a handshake. But he didn't much like Cardiff, apparently. That's his next point. Despite being a fan's favourite at the Bluebirds, Friday missed his life in London and would often take the train and return to the capital whenever he could. But without any money, he would often make the journey without a ticket until he thought (laughs) of a perfect plan. When he made the trip, Friday would knock on locked doors of the toilets, saying, Tickets, please! (laughs) Then when the occupants slid their ticket under the door, he would simply take the ticket and disappear to the other part the train. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That's great. That is fantastic. Uh, Next point, he needed football more than he realized. In December 1977, Friday announced suddenly that he was retiring from football and moved back to London to work as a decorator. Without football to offer him any semblance of focus, Friday's life descended into chaos. He would be divorced for a third time. He would live with his parents and then in a housing association flat. He would serve time in prison for impersonating a Police officer (laughs) but This guy's fantastic But on December 22nd 1990 He was found dead In his West London flat Having suffered A heart attack He was just 38 38 I'm 38 in 6 months Yeah You're well past that
0: I am yeah. I'm lucky to be here.
2: But the fans have not forgotten him. Robin Friday never been forgotten by Reading supporters. In 1999, he was voted the club's player of the millennium. While eight years later, he was once again voted the Royals' greatest ever player in another club poll. The same year, the PFA conducted their own survey to find out each club's favourite ever player. And yet again, Friday's name topped the pile. Proof that you can't keep a good, bo- good or bad man down. And apparently he was immortalised on vinyl even. In 1996, Welsh band Super Furry Animals released their expletive-laden single, (laughs) The Man Don't Give a... uh, you can figure it out. While it was uh, ostensibly a protest song against the political class, the cover featured Friday flicking a V sign at Luton goalkeeper uh, Malaysia Aleksic Good work. Having just rounded uh, him to score for Carter for 1977, it's the perfect image of an imperfect player. And in a book too, the greatest footballer you never saw, Robin Friday, story by Paleo Hewitt and former Oasis bassist Paul giggsy McGregan. There you go. It was released in 1997, and it is without a doubt the greatest football book you probably haven't read. Here's hoping they're making a film too. There you go. That's
0: uh, I, I like. He's all right. Yeah. A munter. <laughs> Divorced
2: three times. It's yeah. probably his biggest blemish
0: there. He only actually played. He played 121 games for Reading and tw- only 21 for Cardiff. And he's a legend at Cardiff. <laughs> he only played 21 games. Just a madman. Yeah, unbelievable. Robin Friday. There we go. Greatest sporting benders. Yeah, back. greatest football you never you never saw. That was. Uh, it, but he only ever played lower leagues. He never never challenged himself. No, basically he retired when it got too hard. Yeah. <laughs> You'd never do that, would you, Be <laughs> No. Yeah. Yes. Oh, well. What can you do? Oh, thanks for that, Rob. It's a pleasure. Thanks for sending it to me. No worries at all. <laughs> Things that come across my desk. What else we got this week? Are you serious? Are we, are we running out of material no, 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 for the show? No are, no,
2: are you baffling? Stifled?
0: I'm never stifled, Rob. Yeah. I like sports, Rob. I like sports. Even <laughs> <laughs>
2: champion of the world is back it is with back. a vengeance with something i have no doubt is gonna boggle the minds of you of myself of our listeners well we've just
0: missed this rob Ah, oh. we've just missed well, what? so first of all we've got an inventor time machine yeah sorry you about you that okay. or we can just wait for next year right the world shoe shining championships rob of course they have a championship for that. Championship. Of course they have a championship
2: for shoe shining. Of course they do.
0: The championship takes place during the London Super Trunk Show. Yeah. I don't know what a super trunk is, but one hell of an elephant. <laughs> uh, it's hosted at the Music Room in the middle of Mayfair in London. Right. A Frenchman living in England, a Singaporean based in Japan, and a Brazilian who lives in Switzerland were the three finalists in the 2018 World Championships in shoe shining. They battled it out. They travelled to take part. They did. They travelled around the world to take part in this. Um, right. So they battled it out. I'll let
2: you go, and then I'll start where asking my they had questions.
0: twenty minutes to polish up a shoe as nice as possible. How rough was it before I started? Well, I don't know. Also part of the event is the award ceremony for the World Championships in Shoemaking. And that will feature all 43 competition shoes on display. Shoemaking? Yeah, there's a World Championship in Shoemaking. So is that
2: separate from the shoe shining? Or I'm you pretty sure it is. You? Okay. I don't think you've got to do both. So Surely if you can make them, the shining should be a walk in the park. Well, it's all about the leather, Rob, isn't it? Surely. Yeah. I mean, I'd imagine most Formula 1 drivers know how to clean a car. Y- yes. <laughs> yeah. That left so, me speechless uh, I mean, there. Yeah.
0: I couldn't quite work out the simile.
2: Yeah. We got it now. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know, mate. I mean, what? Do they do it at a pub, at a pub or a bar or what's it what's well, go? Well, they
0: did it at the London Super Trunk Show, Rob. Yeah. You don't even know what that is. I got no idea. do I. I haven't actually um, got the winners. I'm trying to find out who's won because out of the, we got a three-to-one chance here on the dogs, Rob. Trap one, two, or three. The Frenchman that lives in England, the Singaporean that lives in Japan, or the Brazilian that lives in Switzerland? What do you I reckon,
2: think? I reckon it's the guy who's traveled the furthest because he's going to be the most determined. So it's the guy who's come from Japan, the Singaporean. I'm going to back think him. think so? Yeah, I reckon because you you, you got to be a bit of a nutter uh, about your shoes and whatnot if you're going to travel that far.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, no, it's not a short trip. No, you're right there. It's definitely not a… Uh, nor, nor, nor a cheap trip. Or a Cheap Trick. I want Everything. you to want me.
1: I need I you to need me.
0: That one. I'm trying to find a winner. Oh, I found it. John Chung. Yes. The Japanese. Yes. No, the See? Singaporean that lives, in, Singaporean Japan. lives in Japan. in Japan. There Got you go. It. I picked it. Yep. See? Boom, boom, boom. So there That's you go. That's why I'm so, so good on the he is the world's best shoe shiner.
2: Just a little bit of Sherlock Holmes, a yep. little bit of um, logic, really. Logic. I mean, Switzerland's not far. His other one's already in England. So That's it. And whatever. he's French. There, well, good on so, him. Uh, is there any fo- uh, photos of him at his work? Uh, there is. Actually. He's got action a, shots? He's got a rather
0: nice pair of shoes and a blue suit with a yellow tie. Any on. video action? There is a video of the final. That's where I found this.
2: Um, so, what sort of crowds there? Gosh, is it monstrous? A, yeah, 100
0: and, 150 people. They're on the, the edge. They're on, they're
2: on the edge of their seats. They were. Yeah, there's chance. They were they're using lots
0: of dubbing and they're in finger costumes. polishing. No, no, they were, they were suited, actually. Suits? They were a bit of a highbrow event. It, that's, I think you're on the money there. Right. Highbrow indeed. Okay. Uh, what else we got? Uh, we're off to Mackay in Queensland this weekend. It's the 13th World Sooty Grunter Championship, uh, which is a great weekend of camping and fishing at the picturesque Yungella Dam uh, it's, the
2: ideas, you know,
0: it's the only fishing competition specifically on, targeting the native Sooty Grunter with over $10,000 of prizes competitors travel from all over Queensland as well as the southern states but the most number of competitors are from Mackay
2: what do you mean a sooty grunter? What are you on about? Well,
0: I was going to get to that. The sooty grunter is also known by the name Black Bream. They inhabit large, flowing freshwater streams, preferring rapidly flowing waters with a rocky bottom and a sparse aquatic plant cover. They can weigh up to 5 kilos and grow to a maximum length of 52 centimetres, although most specimens reach only 30 centimetres. Sooty grunters... Are a popular target fish for anglers due to their aggressive nature and readiness to strike up bait, as well as their taste being superior to most other freshwater species. The, it's, a, it's a bit of a delicacy. It's a bream, yeah, so you can eat them. But the person that bags the biggest fish, length yeah. and weight, they're yeah. the world champion sooty grunter.
2: So... That, that's the name of the species.
0: Name of the fish, yeah. It's basically native to Queensland. You can only find them up there.
2: And are they they just kind of black. They're called sooty. Yeah. Then how come you know sooty and sweep that show with the puppets and that? Yeah. He wasn't black. No. He was a uh, sort yellow. of a yellow colour. Yeah. Black ears though. And um, what's who was the other one that was in there? Who? Sue. Sue was the, the panda. panda. Sweep and was a, a, dog. a dog.
0: Yeah. Sweep was the dog. Just he a was grey. On there. Yeah. And, and Matthew what? Kelly. That was the name of the bloke, was it? <laughs> yeah, with his hand up sooty's ass. Yeah.
2: Wasn't there some other guy who just hung around chatting as well?
0: I don't know. Okay.
2: Is that of any relevance to that sport? No.
0: Not no. at all. Okay. I, did a, I, used, I was a
2: big sooty fan. Well, yeah. Yeah. Never said a lot. Very quiet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A bit he's reserved. Sort of kept it, um, he's a bit of um, the guy who sort of like sits brooding in the corner, doesn't say much, you know. Right. He's moody. Of, he's moody. He's yeah. Being, he's down. He's, being, he's so damaged. S- he's been through a lot of traumatic stuff and it's so much so yeah. that he doesn't want to just put it right out there. He wants to see his, you know, it takes a lot to unlock what's inside of him. But if he do, there's a beautiful person in there, <laughs> Beefy. That's you it. You know? Sue talked. Give someone a chance. And Sweep squeaked. Weird. And Sooty just sort of nodded.
0: Yeah, he kind of whispered into Matthew Kelly's ear.
2: And he translated.
0: He did. He was the only one
2: who could hear the only him. one could hear him. Amazing. Must have been ready in tune.
0: <laughs> um. Well, mate, that's... That, is that the show? We've romped through it. We've romped through it.
2: Gosh. Unbelievably.
0: I wasn't even trying. No, I know. Yeah. Um. What you got coming up?
2: This weekend I have got well. We got to work on our stuff for one thing. We have yeah, yeah. got work to do. Yeah, we've got work to do. Unfortunately, that's a bit of annoying. I think I've got a bit of a boozy thing on Saturday night. Oh, well, there's surprise. a bit of rehearsal. Six pack and red wine and no, that's no. <laughs> <laughs> no, my Sunday normally. <laughs> Although I can't think. I don't think I can do this. That's this Sunday. This, this, this we're doing the thing on. We Sunday. are doing this. Yeah. Sunday, yeah yes. So as soon as you leave, I'm sure. Our listeners... As soon as I kick you out the door. Yeah. Then uh, it's on. It's on. Yeah, red track, red, red well, wine no, and a six-pack. Who, who am I kidding? I have to not withhold in your company? Yeah. you kidding me? That's right. I just want to yeah, do my best work. It'll probably add
0: to the ideas that we oh, come yeah, up with. Oh, yeah.
2: It'll come thick and fast and logically... Uh, sound ideas, well structured. You can look forward to some great stuff, Beefy.
0: Can't wait, mm. can't wait. Well, I'm going to see the Killers on Saturday night. Good. We yeah. missed them in Phoenix we that didn't time, miss them in Phoenix. supporting the uh, a or the other s- way around, The prob- Struts. We're going to blame work. you for that. Yeah, that's my fault. It wasn't my fault
2: that time. Nah, it was the bloody United Airlines. Yeah, selfish.
0: Alrighty. Well, that's like I
2: said. That's all we got for this week. We will see you, I guess, next week. Is that right, Beefy?
0: Next week. Next week. Thanks to Masiero as well. See you next week.